Here we go. Final Frontier. I'm Comrade Britt. And I am Philip Femore Hoffman. These are the voyages of the starship USS Funky Town, our ongoing mission to explore new Star Trek episodes, both cringe and based, and to boldly go to binge watch Copland Lore! One half vegan, one half queer, a hundred percent communist, unless we have a less leftist guest. Patrick and Britain, talking, joking, farting and shitting, all about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Hey. Hello. Hey, we did it. We done did it. We done did the theme song again. We did. For the hundred something time, I think. My God. I think, I don't know. I think we're at like 170 episodes or something at this point. <laughs> Mm. You're only on like 150 of them. Really? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You're, you're on quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We'd be doing episodes. We'd be doing episodes. We'd be doing episodes for the people to, to listen to our episoding. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, was it 100? Have been done it 150 times? Like, no, we multi- we record multiple episodes. Yeah, we do. We've, <laughs> we've done up to five episodes in a day before. Yeah, that's so. true. You know, we be. All for the people. Yeah, for the people, for the money, for the power. I mm-hmm. do it for the power. Yeah. And the sex. Ooh. I get so much sex <laughs> from my Star Trek podcast. <laughs> you have no idea, dog. All the sex. I am having sex with vaginas, mm. with anuses, oh. with penises, oh. with mouths. Oh, my God. And sometimes armpits. Armpits, you know what? You know what? I'm not into it, but if they're into it, whatever. No, it's the forbidden hole. It's uh, it's not that forbidden. <laughs> you know, people be making fart sounds with it all the time. Can you make a fart sound with your armpit? No, I can use my hands though. Oh yeah, I haven't done it in a long time. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. That's all right. Okay, that's <laughs> that's having sex with a mayonnaise jar right there. <laughs> I used to be really good at it. It's a different sound. But really, because as a kid, I really liked um, that music video, um, uh, Headline News by Ryodar Yankovic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he has the part at the end when the guy is like, the guy is really good at fart, uh, hand fart sounds. And he's mm-hmm. like, and he's just like able to just like play the song with his hand farts. Yeah. I always <laughs> like the idea of someone who's like known for making fart sounds. Yeah. Like, like uh, um, Mr. Methane. Mr. Mr. Methane? He's uh he's this British guy who can fart on command. Oh, cool! And so he's like a farting Larry. He's a farting Larry. Yeah, That's he's, so cool. he's, he's 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 I guess like a, he's farting Larry from America. 
Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like Mr. Methane's our friend from across the pond. He's, oh, it's like the, the 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 British and American Dennis the Menace divide. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like you know he, how they have a Dennis the Menace that was created like the exact same week our mm-hmm. Dennis the Menace was created. Yeah, that's and insane. it's just a different character entirely. Yeah, like theirs has like black hair instead of blonde hair. Right, right. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, Mr. Methane, he wears a uh, a superhero outfit. That oh, and farts. And, and he super. farts. And he, Do you and think he, he ever takes a little poo poo? I think he does, like, because he used to be on the Howard Stern show a lot when I was younger. Uh-huh. And I would watch it, and I think there was a couple times, yeah. And he would do one thing. His finale was he would put just a bunch of talcum powder on top of his butt and then fart out a cloud. But he would do songs. He would fart to songs. Uh-huh. Yeah, look up, uh, look up his videos or Mr. Uh, Me- Mr. Me thing. Yeah, Mr. Me thing. How do you spell that? It's like Mr. Me- methane. Oh. Yeah, methane. Oh, methane. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> that's uh. It's like that's just some for like ancient lore that I just pulled from the back of my head. Yeah, I yeah. I haven't thought about him in forever. Wow. Yeah, that's like. I hope a... He's still alive. I bet he's dead. Yeah, probably. He probably yeah. died in, died in a farting accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he was very very thin. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, I wonder if like, there was some sort of IBS-type problem going on, but I think he was just able to suck in air into his butthole and then fart it out. That's pretty neat. You know who used to do that a lot was mm. my friend, the drummer in my band, Justin. Oh, really? He'd get on, like, all fours and, like, suck air up into his butt and then <laughs> fart. <laughs> just a b- bunch of people just around him clapping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were all like, whoa. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Probably laughing. Yeah. that's a weird thing for your friend to do. Yeah. Just suck up some air into his butt and fart it back out. <laughs> On all fours. On all fours. In, in, in the practice space. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's yeah, fun. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yep. <laughs> Maybe he can be the new Mr. Methane if the Mr. Methane died. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty good at drums, so I think I'll stick with that. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, keep keep the Mister Me thing th- on the back on the back burner in case like the drumming thing doesn't work out. Yeah, like, um, yeah, that's a good backup plan. You know what else is a good backup plan? Huh? Starting your own Patreon and uh, oh my doing God. a dumbass podcast and shit. Uh, yeah, so we got a Patreon at patreoncom BS and that covers uh, everything uh, I do, including. Uh, I got a new show coming out this week called uh, Pris- Prison Breakdown. Oh shit! Yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, two two professors from a college in Rhode Island, um, Roger Williams University, mm. uh, who are also both former corrections officers, talking about prisons. Oh hell yeah! And prison stuff from like a very academic and pretty leftist perspective. Oh nice! It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. You gotta yeah. be doing that. Doing yeah. Yeah, I'm the producer of that show, oh. so it's going to be bi-weekly, but I'll put it up on the Patreon oh, hell as well, yeah. so you can listen to the same feed that you listen to your Soy Trek on. So they're getting they're getting some extra podcastings. Hell yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna it's a podcast that's also going to be everywhere, but they'll get it early, oh. uh, unlike everybody. Unlike everybody else who have to wait like 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 plebes. Yeah, like, like right? God. Oh, what's this picture of you got? Oh, Mr. Meth, meth, methane. Methane. Yeah. methane. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that dude is like flocked by like strippers that he paid to be there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty cool thing to do. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Um, you know what else is pretty cool? Our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumb <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, I just found <laughs> no, the picture. Okay. We're gonna, uh, you try to deflect me, you will lose. You will lose. Um, He's called a British flatulist. 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 British, I, yeah, I mean, British is like redundant, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, all, all, all <laughs> British people are flatulist. <laughs> it's inherent to the island. It's one of those things that they got from being so inbred for so long. And the beans. And the beans. The, yeah. Eating beans for breakfast will make you like a That's toot, true. Toot machine. I do have a, I do have a can of those Heinz beans that's been sitting. Oh, they're really good. They're really good. I really like oh, those. I might do a little bit of that on some toast tomorrow. Oh, yeah? He goes and get some beans on toast. Get, get some beans on that toast. Hey, hey, girl. <laughs> you 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 gonna let me get some beans on that toast if you know what I mean? Spread the beans on it, <laughs> <laughs> or else it gets the hose again. Or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> it puts the beans on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> <laughs> They're very exfoliating. Oh, is she a great big flatulent person? <laughs> you, you mean British? <laughs> I mean British. <laughs> uh, we kid. We're not kidding. Um, <laughs> so uh, we got a bunch of tiers on the Patreon. Uh, it starts out at just two bucks a month. You can uh, get all of our episodes in high quality format the minute we get done making them. You also get to vote every week and uh, give suggestions to us on what episode we're watching. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. They picked uh, a good one this week. Yeah, they really did. Um, so but we love anything that you pick. We really, we do. No, we don't. <laughs> don't let's, not for, let's not pretend we liked fucking Star Wars Episode 3. That was pretty brutal, but it was fun uh, making fun of it. It was, so... Yeah. You know. <laughs> you got to have fun. I got to take notes. <laughs> Thing. You just gotta, you just gotta wing it. Uh, I gotta keep some rails on this podcast, bro. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, uh, if you pay us five dollars or more a month, we mention your name and say thank you to people just like Dylan Lance, Nick Savard, Jordan Hale, David Craning, Sites, Cappies, Degersky, Eric and South Slope, Jormore, Tim Wilkinson, Ethan Adams, Abigail Simpson, Iggy. Anna Conklin, James Hartman, Seven of Nine, Roberto Molina, King Penumbra, SFC Punk, Gillian McCrary, Shane Sawyer, PJ Hale, Kyle Simmons, Electric Baphomet, and Jonah Hearn. Thank you all so much yeah. for all your support. You Y'all really rock. You do. You really do rock. Um, yeah, and there's other tiers. Uh, one where you get access to my media server that a bunch of people are using lately, including you, yeah. Mister. Been watching tons of Tales from the Crypt. Hells yeah! Yeah, yeah. I love Tales from the Crypt. You've been, you watched like eight hours of it. I did in the past week. Yeah. I did. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no, no, I just I just noticed these things, and I'm like, I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Good. Yeah, yeah, I met him. You did. I have a signed picture of him. The too. actual crypt keeper. The actual crypt keeper. Or the the guy who does the voice. The guy who does the voice. I mean, he that I guess that is technically the actual crypt keeper. Wait, is it an actual guy or is it a puppet? That's a puppet. Yeah, I thought so. But there's a voice behind it. Yeah. 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 Do you think the crypt keeper has a dick? You know, I would say so because that's why I watched the one episode. It was crazy how much like I've watched this show like twenty plus years ago uh-huh. and like i was just like wow i remember all of these episodes because i used to i used to watch it as a child and terrify myself mm-hmm. um but um 
there is an episode that has his origin story where he's actually he's not a corpse hmm. or he, I guess he is technically undead his his dad was a two-headed freak or two-faced freak in a in a carnival shide show okay and his mom was a 4000 year old mummy that his dad that the two-faced freak had sex with w- which would you rather have sex with two-faced freak or 4000 year old mummy <laughs> Let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> I'd like an answer now. I'd like an answer now. <laughs> I mean, but regardless, they had it somehow had a baby. Yeah. And that baby was the crypt keeper. Because at the end, you see the um the baby crypt keeper and he's mm-hmm. and he looks like a corpse. He yeah. still has like he doesn't have a nose. He has his like his little teeth exposed. So he he was born dead. Born, born dead. This sounds like a, an Exodus <laughs> album. Or something. Yeah, I, well, I guess he was born undead. Maybe I don't know. But because yeah. I guess his mom was technically a a living four thousand year old mummy. So, so okay. Yeah. Hmm. But his dad was alive. But yeah, with two faces. Why? Why does he only have one face? Or why doesn't he have like a quarter face? I don't know. Well, the other face was really tiny. Okay. Yeah, and he was just like. Yeah, and he cut he cut his um, the guy who was keeping him captive. He cut his nuts so, off and ran off with the mummy. So what you're saying, I, I think, I think that's technically a threesome, maybe a gangbang if you have oh, an yeah. extra yeah, guy it, on your head. Yeah, I guess it technically is your vestigial twin, right? Right. Like it was your twin that you absorbed but didn't absorb all the way. Yeah, I had twins. <laughs> I had <laughs> twins. The mummy just like bragging. Yeah. Like, yeah. I slept with twins. Yeah. I look pretty. I'm. Uh, I look pretty good for four thousand years. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I. I definitely pick up a mummy from a bar and fuck him. Yeah, why not? Great question. <laughs> that's that's my same question. <laughs> you know. I mean, it, and that's a. You have to go wonder how far you'll go because there is like this one uh, Chinese mummy that is very mm-hmm. very well preserved mm-hmm. somehow. Like I guess she was like trapped in some sort of airtight mud type thing that they made mm-hmm. and it perfectly preserved her body cool and so there's that i guess that in the spectrum there's that mummy then on the other sides there's i guess that swiss alps mummy that was that basically looked like um uh beef jerky right right so you kind of have to wonder like where you are on that spectrum like all the way preserved or like beef jerky so you're saying you definitely fuck a mummy <laughs> just based on how well it's preserved. <laughs> I did not say anything. I am not having, I am not having. That's just what you imply. I did not have relations with that mummy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess uh, that's, that's that very long opening portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's our cold open. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, we, what we're, we're yeah, doing here. Yeah, we uh, we watched an episode of Star Trek this week. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, um, season four, episode six, mm. called Parth Ferengi's Heart Place. Yeah, yeah. Interesting title. Yeah, an homage to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, mm-hmm. which is one of. I think our favorite shows collectively. It is incredible. It is. And also he also came out with his own book recently called Terror Tome. And I got the Terror Tome on book on tape that's read narrated by him and mm-hmm. it's fucking hilarious. I bet. Like it is so funny, I highly recommend uh Terror Tome. For you, ever, you ever listen to it in your car on your lunch break with your dick hanging out? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> I listen to it when I'm driving home. 
so like, with your dick hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like not not uh like uh I don't like to listen to it in my car. I just like play on my phone in my car. Yeah. Uh, uh listen folks, uh don't don't do what this podcast says yeah. and uh, drive around with your dick hanging out cuz otherwise no. uh, you could end up uh on the sex offender registry oh, yeah. list, baby. Yeah, it doesn't have the same rules as if you were just in your house. Right. Dude. And like, I think right. it, I think there is different rules if you were just in your car. Right, right. Because yeah. you can you can be charged with exposure if you're mm-hmm. in, in your car. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have the same protection as the house. And no. it should. It really should. My car is my house. In my car. I live in my car. Yeah, this is a podcast studio I rent out. Mm-hmm. Um, I after we're done here, I go home to yeah. my car. <laughs> sleep there two goons come out and just like push us out <laughs> yeah i have two two beds and a couch here but i can't sleep on any of them yeah. that's that's not part of the uh the lease mm-hmm. the podcast lease yeah and, and after this is done the band comes and records an album in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're they're black metal they really the neighbors really don't like it no no especially because they're racist yeah yeah what do you think of black metal you think it's all racist Pretty much. I lived above a um, like a black metal record store in Baltimore briefly. Interesting. Yeah, it was, uh, it was probably the, a lot of racists there, huh? Probably. Like uh, the owner, like they had a hum- a real human skull somehow. Hmm. And you can buy them on like the internet hmm. from China. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I should get one. Yeah, you should get some bones from China. <laughs> those are definitely legitimate. Yeah, anyway. those are legitimate bones. Yep, not gotten through any ill means whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just easy to find human bones. Yeah. You know, they got a billion people. A lot of them die. They have yeah. to. Yeah. You know. That's the that's one renewable resource, human bones. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they should fuel their generators with, is human bones. Yeah. <laughs> if, we can, if we can utilize bone power, like, we'd be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to be the scientist that discovers bone power. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely going to go back to school to d- discover bone power. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched uh, Parth Ferengi's Hard Place, uh, Lower Decks season four, episode six, uh, which aired today on October 5th, 2023. It's the 36th episode of Lower Decks in all. Mm. Uh, this one was written by Colin Crawford, uh, who is a writer for Stephen Colbert and Paradise PD. I never watched Paradise PD. That's uh, a, a show that the director of, um, or maybe it's the writer. No, it's the director of the Very Short Treks works on. Mm, okay. So there's some some in working there. <clears throat> Sad uh, Colbert show is so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the original Col- Colbert show was pretty the, the rad. Colbert Report. Colbert Report, and I actually saw that taped in New York City. Oh, really? It was pretty rad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what. That's yeah. I mean, he, Stephen Colbert is a really hilarious guy, but he is like he was so good on Strangers with Candy. Strangers with Candy. God, I love him. Like he's so, he's so funny, but he's also really annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His politics are really bland. Yeah. Yeah, like on season rice. Huh? <laughs> um, so uh, this episode is directed by Brandon Williams, who's mostly a storyboard artist for Lower Decks and Solar Opposites. Uh, but this mm. is his second directing credit overall after 
the Cradle of Vexalon from earlier this season, which okay. was a pretty mid-episode, I yeah. thought. So, you ready to jump <coughs> right in? Let's do it. All right. We open on a Ferengi ship, and they're inventorying foreign disruptors they're going to throw away on account of Grand Negus Rom barring arms sales. Mm. So, off the bat, they already have, like, the first line is basically like adding to the lore of Ferengi mm-hmm. because it hasn't really gone on since the end of DS9. Yeah. Um yeah, and no. like unless you count I guess any sort of like in, in, novels in, or books, but or, or not really. In, there was the one guy in Picard. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's maybe some people in Discovery or something, but like mm-hmm. I don't know. This is this is like the first time they're actually going to hey, what's the deal with like Grand Nicus Rom? What happened to that? Yeah. Which is pretty fucking sick, it's I gotta sick. say. Yeah. So uh, one of the Ferengi pulls out a tube, and the other says to be careful, as it's a portable Genesis device, mm-hmm. calling back to the uh, Star Trek two, three, mm-hmm, three. Yeah. 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 Doesn't isn't it on like five or six? No. Yeah, they use that. Yeah, anima- they use the, the, yeah, they use the animation on like everything. Yeah. Ever since ever when they first uh, reveal it. It's, it's it's power then they're just like check this thing check out this animation because yeah it was like what the first first um animation done with computers in a movie in oh. a movie mm-hmm. so it's just like well we gotta get our money's worth because it probably cost them like a billion dollars <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. this dog shit thing that is like outdated by 1990 yeah like people can do more complicated stuff on their phone now <laughs> right they do 100%. they do yeah. Yeah. um so Uh, Suddenly a red alert sounds and they're under attack. It's the single person ship again from the episodes one, two, four, and five this season, I think, uh, that's been destroying everything. And although they want to do business with it, the captain is wary. Mm -hmm. His number one quotes a rule of acquisition about risk. He accuses his helmsman of double crossing him for the ship blasts them into Mm non-existence. Boom, dead. Boom. They're fucking dead. Dead. You got fucking murked. <laughs> You're fucking dead. <laughs> I was hoping that we would would have seen more about what's going on with this because how many more ships can we see this thing destroy? Uh, I mean, they still have like they have the Andorians. Mm, that's true. Uh, they haven't done Vulcans yet. That's true. They've only done Romulans. Uh, they haven't done. Tellerites. Yeah, Tellerites. Uh, have they done Orion? Yeah, they did Orions. Mm-hmm. Um, Bajorans. Oh, Bajorans. Um, Cardassians. I don't think they've done Cardassians yet. Oh, Cardassians yet. would be fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of um, uh, the <clears throat> Damarians or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, what are they called? From Damar. Like the episode Damar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, well. But yeah, and get, maybe that'd be funny if we never do find out what its purpose is. It just goes around each episode from now until the series ends. Oh yeah, like across seasons, it just destroys one alien ship in the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. and we never find out what its intent is. Right, that would be way cool. That would be. I'd probably jerk off. <laughs> I, I actually like when like shows do things like that. That's why I like like Twin Peaks. Like mm. sometimes things go best unanswered, and like mm. revealing a bigger mystery is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, like you gotta, you gotta challenge yourself and ask your own, ask ask questions. Right. You fill you fill in the gaps. Exactly. Your brain does. 
Right, right. Like good art, like lets you experience and interpret it for yourself. Yeah, I feel so. Yeah, but now we're getting all AI art, so we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, that's true. We like we like human beings can stop like wasting time being creative and creating art and writing, singing, everything else right. because we get AI can do it for us. Honestly, like this podcast could so easily be, easily be done by AI. <laughs> yeah. You just have some one dumbass like tripping over the words reading shit mm-hmm. uh, and like uh and then you got like and uh you know um what else do we have? Uh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then uh, sex offender <laughs> Jamie, bring that up. Jamie, bring that up. What's where's that gorilla picture? Where's that gorilla that gorilla video? Put that up. Jamie, you find that on the internet, please. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the opening credits to this show. They're still the same opening credits. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. I like how you just left this money on the table. I did. You're just like playing with it. You I, was, I, was, there I, was, I wanted to. I wanted to like put it into a perfect little pile. Oh, okay. Like a private pile. Pri- pri- pile. Shazam. Pile. Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> so we open on a captain's log telling of the Cerritos making their way to Ferenginar to process a uh, formal application for them to join the Federation, which is fucking sick, because that's something I always hoped for Ferenginar. Yeah. Um, An admiral tells Freeman to prepare for the quickest signing in Federation history is Rom, uh, Grand Negus Rom, that is, and Lita have brought so much progressive change to Ferenginar. And did did he call him the Grand Clark? Lita? Or qual- call her the grand? Uh, uh, grand clerk. Clerk. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. At first, I, I, I thought I heard quark, and I was like, yeah. what? That can't be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess that would be fun if they made a grand title for, for quark, mm-hmm. even though it showed him last season, and it he did. was not in, like, that good graces. Yeah, he's just working at the, he's still working at the DS9 bar still. Yeah. So, well, it was it was franchised out it there. It was franchised. Yeah, we see one of the franchises on mm-hmm. Franginar. Hell yeah. So... Um, in addition, Rom is desperate for Federation protection after a string of attacks in Ferengi space. Mm. So, Rom and Lita arrive, voiced by Max Grodenchik and Chase Matterson, yeah. the original uh, actor and actress, respectively, who Hell played yeah. them, which was fucking awesome. Yeah. Great to hear from them again. Yeah. I actually I have uh, the signed picture of Rom you gave Hell me yeah. hanging up right there on the wall. Hell yeah. yeah. Chase, is she's still, like, she... She was really active on the SAG strikes. She is, yeah. And she has like Will Burroughs art mm-hmm. that she like that um, that features her prominently yeah. in it, and yeah. she has a giant uh, um, billboard of that. Oh yeah, fun. we love to see it. She rocks. Mm-hmm. So um, they offer the admiral a gold bust of good fortune mm-hmm. that looks like him, but uh, also the ceremonial invoice for the bust, which is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. The admiral asks if Freeman has any latinum. Yeah, they gave him the friends and family discounts. So they did. Fine. They did. So down with Tendi and Rutherford, they're working on beefing up the dampeners, and they're very happy about it. Mariner is scanning a self-sealing stumble, and Boimler checks in on her. She has full autonomy and zero complaints, but she still seems pissed off. Mm. Suddenly, Ransom enters and assigns the team to travel guide duty, which he says is the most fun duty to take. Um which entails traveling around Ferenginar to different locations and updating the travel guide with sites and activities. 
uh, which are mostly bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, Boimler thinks uh, he has, or she has something to prove, or yeah, Boimler thinks he has something to prove and runs off to repair. Prepare. He's like, how many uh, do they typically do? Mm. He's like, uh, four or five. He's like, I'm going to do 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, brown noser. Yeah, right? He's, he's a do-gooder. He's, yeah. uh, he's a little overachiever, overachiever, making everybody look bad. Yeah. Someone needs to maybe break break one of his legs. It's true. And slow him down a little bit. Yeah. He'll set the pace for everybody else. No one likes that. No, no, one, likes no that. one likes the head of the pack. Yeah. Especially when they're too far out ahead. It's true. Cut that out. Cut that out now. Ransom notes that uh, because it's statistically the horniest and least romantically committed ship, there are no married couples on the <laughs> Cerritos. So he wants Tendi and Rutherford to pose as a married couple. They're tickled by this idea and go to repair. Uh, and, and this is like <clears throat> obviously just setting up like, I don't know, uh, we've all been shipping them forever because mm-hmm. they're an obvious couple. They're cute. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're both they both have similar depositions, dispositions, dispositions, dispositions. And, and yeah, the the deposition is the thing that you have to go to later. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, oh, that's right. That's why I confuse those words. I gotta yeah. do that after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're gonna lose your son forever. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you, pr- you probably should. You know who did just lose his sons? Who's that? Elon Musk. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like he lost him a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grimes sued him for full custody, and she, and she won. What? Yeah. That rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I was wondering, because he was bringing him to, like, all of his meetings, bringing his son R2-D2, uh-huh. whatever his name is, to all of yeah. his meetings. And I'm like, that's odd, because he never gets seen with his kids, and it was because he had the um, custody battle coming up that he lost immediately. So that's fun. That rules. That does rule. We're glad to hear it. Glad to hear um, it. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he deserves no warmth in this world. No. <laughs> he gives none, he receives none. I have a theory that's that he, how it works. he just wants the kids to transfer his consciousness into them and live forever. Yeah, yeah. He wants to uh, uh, be absorbed into their mind palace. Yes. So he can live there forever as a god. Yeah, and do it being John Malkovich type thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so he can finally be a famous puppeteer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So Mariner asks if Ransom pulled strings to get them on travel guide duty, and he says he did because he's nice and handsome, the total package. Hell yeah. Down on Ferenginar, they land a shuttle, and it's rainy in front of the Museum of Gambling and the Museum of Haggling. (laughs) Uh, Rutherford and Tendi are being annoyingly saccharine, and Mariner goes off to meet with a friend. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. I do like how on Ferenginar, the Ferengi home planet... And it makes sense because, you know, we need the gags, but, like, mm-hmm. everything's in English. Yeah. And, like, you know, but it is nice we get, you know, a lot of, lot of like, quick sight gags. Yeah, lots of visual gags in this yeah, episode. Yeah, but it's just, like, but it is just, like, you think about, like, wait a minute, why would everything mm-hmm. be in English? Yeah, visual gag, like, when your cock hits the back of the throat. <laughs> when the cock hits the back of your throat. <laughs> <laughs> That's amore. That's amore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is yeah no. <laughs> um, so waiting in Lyman for their hotel room Rutherford and Tendi suddenly get embarrassed when they take the marriage thing a little too far and uh, uh, they say they love each other and they decide to head back to the ship but the Ferengi at the desk announces them and they put a giant bow on them and say that they're getting a great deal 
Yeah, and I do like how like they, and again, more human imagery. They mm-hmm. get like hearts and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, you do. Yeah, but you know, maybe Ferengi. Maybe that'd be funny if that turns if like that is actually like the actual Fer- how Ferengi hearts look. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's how their penises look, I think. Oh, yeah, that's you true. Know, they got big heart-shaped dongs. Oh, You know that, that song, Heart-Shaped Box by Nirvana? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because then what else? What fits a heart-shaped heart, box? Heart-shaped... Oh. Heart, uh, heart-shaped cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what goes into a heart-shaped box, a heart-shaped cock. Yeah, it's it does. Fit. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be very cool i actually would love like a plexiglass heart-shaped box because like someone in the fetal position is essentially in a heart shape with the holes at the bottom mm. and so i get a big heart-shaped plexiglass box mm. and drill some holes in it and stick someone inside and fuck them in there okay why not <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, in his room, Boimler is checking out the amenities, all of which are paid, um, including a machine to allow him to pay for other paid machines. Mm -hmm. Uh, Suddenly, a commercial for Sluggo Cola plays, and then a program about cops landlords. (laughs) Which is, I think, one of the funniest jokes of this episode. It is. And like, it's like, it's definitely something they'd have on Ferenginar. And yeah. I like how much, like, Ferenginar is, like, our modern society, basically. Because, oh, like, they're, like, you know, they have the same type of television. And mm-hmm. uh, Boimler is like, oh, it's, so it's like a hollow novel, but but not. Oh, they can li- they can just lie to you. <laughs> like, yeah. about the commercial. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. Because, yeah, that's why I always felt like... Because they originally, you know, back in like the 60s, all the way up into the 80s and stuff, like, you know, obviously like the human stand in in Star Trek were the Klingons. Because mm-hmm. they were supposed to represent, you know, Russians, you know, yeah. our, you know, our warlike nature. And I definitely felt, <clears throat> you know, after that, you know, especially after like, after the Reaganism and everything else, it's like, you know, it's like, no, that's when they introduced like, you know, the Ferengi which are the true human stand-ins and have been the human stand-ins, I think, since, <laughs> ever since. Yeah, just, since, just, like, the late 90s, at least. Like, that's yeah. what DS9 did, I think. Yeah, just, just yeah. like, like humans as the hyper-capitalists that we really are, just, mm-hmm. like, the par- are, are the, it's like, it's like a, parody of us just like slightly elevated but not 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 I mean, by, I mean, not by much it's, it's as much parody as like a gordon gecko in like yeah. wall street is yeah. it's like really not too far of a stretch no it isn't and i actually like i i have met people like in finance who really believe that type of shit mm-hmm. and believe that like communism is evil because mm-hmm. you know their parents uh got ejected from a communist country for owning eight businesses and exploiting labor yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> weird but they, but yeah, then they're on top because yeah, of hard work. <laughs> right, it's other people's hard work. Other people's hard work, but yeah, Frankie are definitely the human human stand-in. Mm-hmm. They certainly are. Um, they are now at least. In, yeah. In, in the smarter written Star Trek. Yeah, and yeah. I feel that's what they do a lot. Like, so, given that they have the chance to go to Ferenginar and like mm-hmm. they can do a lot of jokes like this, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just like you know, just slightly elevated human culture, and mm-hmm. just being like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. 
So Mariner steps into a restaurant and meets with Quimp, a Ferengi played by none other than Tom fucking Kenny. Oh, is that Tom Kenny? SpongeBob SquarePants himself. Uh, I, was, I was wondering who did that voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mariner complains <laughs> about her current comfy position, and Quimp chides her for it. <laughs> she orders a bunch of drinks, and the two resolve to get day drunk together. Mm. Which uh, what's what's the super earliest? day drunk? That's yeah. ten a.m. Yeah. Yeah. What's the earliest you've ever gotten drunk? <sighs> Maybe, well, like, are we talking just like having a couple drinks, or just like I'm talking about, you know, getting, 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 getting drunk, like wasted a, cu- a couple, uh, like, like more like six, six or more drinks within a short period. Uh, of time. two p.m. Two two p.m. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Dog, I've gotten drunk at like six a.m. to go to work. <laughs> no, and I've never done that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've had like gone to like brunch before. Mm-hmm. I guess like a, a breakfast. That I've had like a little boozy drink but yeah i think wow. like yeah look at mr self-control over here <laughs> yeah i'm actually thinking about yeah just i've been slowly like get, not even drinking anymore anyway so yeah and like yeah feel better not doing it yeah yeah you do you really do <laughs> it uh, feels less bad do you feel less bad oh. yeah especially when you get up there in years it's just like mm-hmm. it's just like putting pain in your body yeah a uh, great analogy i heard for it was um Getting drunk is taking out a loan on tomorrow's fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not untrue. Like, if you get too drunk, you take out loans on that day and the next day. Yeah. And you have no fun those days. No You're not fun. allowed at all. Nope. Which, I don't know how much fun you can have in a night, but... <laughs> I don't know. If I had a heart-shaped plexiglass box... <laughs> <I'd> <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna see that go on Brit's wish list on Amazon. <laughs> I've already priced it out. I've already priced it out. <laughs> I'm talking to a plexiglass guy. <laughs> I've, I have some quotes if you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, back with Freeman and the Admiral, they're speaking with Grand Negus Rom, who is a silly himbo, who instead of focusing on the application, talks about baseball and yeah. how much he loves baseball. Yeah. Max is a really good baseball player in real life. He is. And loved, it, loved playing. Uh, mm-hmm. On the holodeck. Yeah. Take me out to the holodeck. Yeah. Great episode. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I love that episode. I, I stand with the Vulcan logicians, to be yeah. honest. They're, they're the superior team. Yeah. yeah they, they, but who had the most fun? That's a great point. The Niners did. The Niners definitely had the most fun. Yeah. Vulcans had, took no pleasure in their win. They didn't. They don't take pleasure in anything, including sex. No. Um, <laughs> how do you think do they, they probably don't even announce that they come they no. just like kind of keep going until like they're like is everything finished <laughs> is everything done well I would say they probably have to announce it because that's logical is it logical yeah I think so why because then like you like they're just telling the person like you know okay we can stop <laughs> Yeah, they, they, that's that's it. They they go, we can stop now. Yeah, they don't say I'm, I'm going to come or anything oh, yeah. like that. They're oh yeah, they like, say we can stop now. Like my my half of the sex is finished. <laughs> is your half of the sex complete yet? Give me one. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think do you think Klingons even have prostates? Because that's like not logical, right? Klingons. I'm sorry, Vulcans. Vulcans, yeah. Yeah, who knows? 
only God knows. I mean, but. this is another question that we have to actually bring up to a um, actor. We can go to Tim Russ. Right, we right. Can, we can, like, Tim Russ. Mm-hmm. Do Tim all, do, enjoy that. Do Vulcans have prostates, or did just Spock have one? <laughs> <laughs> because Pro- Spock is half human. Yeah, for his, <laughs> the Spock, he has a Spock state. So, yeah, Spock, Spock, Spock part. Yeah, it's like uh, Spock, a Spock spot. This box spot. You hit my G Spock. You hit my G Spock. Yeah. And Tim Russ will be like, "Who are you? And how did you get in my house?" <laughs> Just a fan. Just a fan. Is that a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. You got some questions to answer. We got a lot of questions about Vulcan anatomy that you're going to answer. And it's like, I am, I'm just the actor. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> and, if he, and if we tell him that if he answers all of our questions, he can play one of his, his songs. <laughs> yeah, it was one of his blues songs. Yeah, one of his blues songs. And we'll listen and we'll, and we, and we'll be very appreciative. We'll give it. it a favorable review on Amazon. Yeah, we'll give it a favorable review. Yeah. We'll, bu- we'll both buy copies of his album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and give it, give it a five-star review. <laughs> yeah. She's like, put the gun away. You don't need that anymore. Or you know what? Keep it up. <laughs> it turns me on. <laughs> Ooh, I'm having some awakenings right now. <laughs> never thought I never thought I'd have this at, at my age. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a uh, Tim Russ have a sexual revolution. <laughs> <laughs> This whole house gets decked out in guns. <laughs> and dildos. And dildos. He's holding the gun at himself. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the new Robert, uh, David Carradine. <laughs> he holds it in his mouth while he masturbates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Gax goes off and like, oh my god, he Carradined himself. <laughs> I mean, that's not carotiding because he, he choked himself. Yeah, that's still kind of the same. Uh, who, who's blown their head off? Who's the most famous person who's shot their face off? I mean, Kurt Cobain, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Bud Dwyer. Courtney loved it. <laughs> Courtney loved it, yeah. Or or uh, El, Duce, El Duce from The Mentors. You know, he claimed that he shot Kurt Cobain. Who? What? No, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, lead singer of the of the band, the Mentors, who are mm. they're they're really shitty. Mm. But like, uh, yeah, he also claims how like how could he have even done that? He said he. I think he said he was hired by Courtney Love or something. Oh yeah. Hmm. But he, I think he was just getting attention. He got, he sucked. <laughs> so no. but um yeah. But you know, I think I think him or Bud Dwyer. But Dwyer wasn't that famous except for killing himself. No, yeah, exactly. That's why he's famous. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I I Google it, but I know I'm just gonna get like a like a do you need help notification <laughs> yeah. again? Again. <laughs> I've already got enough of those. God, if I uh, if I had a nickel every time I had one of those, <laughs> I'd I'd be wealthy. <laughs> I'd have a lot of nickels. Let's just I'd say that. I have a roll of nickels. I'd this. be taking a trip to the bank with a roll of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of rolls of nickels for you. <laughs> if you said that at the bank, they would they would arrest you. <laughs> like even though it's a totally reasonable thing to <laughs> say I, in the bank, but to say that and in that tone, yeah, yeah. they just open fire on me. Especially, <laughs> especially if you're at the back of the line. <laughs> I got I got some rolls and nickels for you. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
So Mariner steps into a restaurant. Uh, no, we already got Tom Kenny. Mariner complains about her current comfy position and Quimp chides for her, her for it. Uh, she orders a bunch of drinks and the two resolve to get day drunk together. So, oh, we already got past that. Cool. So uh, now we're back to Grand Negus Rom talking with Freeman and the Admiral. Uh, Lita, ta- Lita talks to them on the side and says if they let Rom just move some numbers around on the application, he'll be much more likely to sign it. Freeman is skeptical about this and says it's a ruse, but the Admiral is confident and Rom is, that Rom is simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sit and reopen negotiations, and Lita takes the lead, and they're very well prepared to milk the contract for all it's worth. Yeah. Which, I- uh... It's good. It's a it's a it's a good con, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is very like Ferengi. And like mm-hmm. as much as I want Rom to be like a communist leader, yeah, I can also see him making like slow reforms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like making no arms sales, which is still better than the United States does. Yeah. Even Quark, even Quark crazy. wouldn't do that in the yeah, show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Quark, 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 up. Quark yeah. was uh, ethically 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 against it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like <laughs> it's it's like it's hard to have like Quark as a as like a parody of of American capitalism, when he actually has more heart and empathy, when he has <laughs> he has far better values than the average yeah, American. I know. Yeah, Quark, like, Quark, Quark uh, is a reliable, good person. That's his core. And he's also like not racist, which yeah. is doing better than like a third of America already. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's just like they couldn't they couldn't take Quark all the way. Like also they know you know like if they did like he wouldn't be a um he wouldn't have been like a, uh, a fan favorite a fan favorite. Yeah, everyone loves Quark. Yeah. I sold a fucking ton of Quark ashtrays before we went out of business. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell's Bunch yeah. of those motherfuckers. People love Quark. Yeah. People do be loving that little guy. I don't blame him. Yeah. I love him too. Yeah. I got a smoke weed, do green ashtray right over there. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, Freeman is skeptical about this and thinks it's a ruse. Uh, Admiral is confident that Rom is simple. They sit and reopen negotiations, and Lita is milking it. Back with Boimler, he's become obsessed with Ferengi television, and he notes that putting advertisements in shows is like mind control. Next up is a program about everyone in an office being secretly in love. Is an obvious chide at shipping culture, but Boimler gets really into the show. Yeah. <laughs> Over with Tendi and Rutherford, they're in a honeymoon suite where everything is shaped like hearts. Mm. Their concierge, who calls himself a hug <laughs> comes in offering a couple's photo session and makes them put on fancy outfits. Mm. Uh, they are obviously attracted to each other and nervous around each other and run when offered lingerie. <laughs> I do like how it does show like how all of Ranganar basically works is like the hospitality industry almost yeah like it's pretty interesting i mean what else will there be in like a post-capitalist future yeah like that's the only way that like trading really makes sense is yeah like when material goods are all spoken for all you can do is like trade latinum Mm -hmm. rare materials i guess yeah tourism tourism yeah 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 they're not making more real estate so like no yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, we got some really fancy hotels, and mm-hmm. yeah, with with really with really fun activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be better if they were snack activities. Oh yeah. Snack where TV. you got a snack during each one of them. Mm, they kind of do almost, mm-hmm. and later on. Hmm. 
How about ger activities where they're all Garrick related <laughs> activities? That's even better. That's the best. <laughs> so uh, at a Ferengi library, Mariner and Quimp are playing Dabo, <laughs> which, which is already pretty funny. Oh, in the Hugs Yard, his name's Parth. That's where the title comes from. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch his name, Parth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they mentioned cool. it later on. Like, I think it was played by a pretty big voice actor as well. Um, yeah, a lot of people in this sounded familiar. I couldn't place any of them though. Yeah, one sec. Uh, so, <clears throat> um, actually, would you mind looking it up? While yeah, I keep talking. Cool. Go for it. So. Uh, Trimp, uh, Quimp tries to go uh, and leave Mariner before they get into the part of the night where they do things they regret but then a waiter bumps into him uh, and spills some drinks on him and apologizes but Mariner is not taking it and gets into a fight with him which sets off his biker gang and a brawl ensues <laughs> they had a pretty fun line here too like uh, the guy was like being nervous and like oh I'm sorry I was just uh, here uh, having a nice <laughs> night with my biker gang yeah, that was so good yeah <laughs> um, so back on the USS Toronto uh, which is the admiral ship that they're doing negotiations on uh, with Freeman and the admiral they're getting through the contract, and it's now highly favoring the Ferengi, thanks to Lita. Uh, Rom asks to sign it at his palace, where all his favorite baseballs are, and he says there will be better photo ops there as well. Freeman is skeptical again, and she tells the Admiral to use caution. Back with Tendi and Rutherford, they're out for dinner and decide to stop pretending to be married, thinking that pretending to be in a relationship is harder than their usual jobs of keeping the ship together. <laughs> Suddenly, their hugsierge comes over and tries to give them more romantic menus. But Rutherford tries to come clean before a red alert sounds. Two Ferengi have been outed for pretending to be a couple to get a discount, <laughs> one, which is one of Ferenginar's worst felonies, which <laughs> I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. there's there there's uh, yeah, like there's you know you can't think there's like property theft, so there's hospitality theft. Yeah, right, exactly. So uh, you know, and hospitality theft, I don't know how I feel about it as a crime because mm. you know hospitality industry is important, and those people are like paid dog shit, mm -hmm. but that's because of the people on the top of the hospitality industry. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> Breakdown capitalism. Maybe that's where I'll go. Um, so the couple that have been outed for pretending to be a couple are sent to the mines. Uh, Tendi and Rutherford fake being in love and are given chocolate molds of each other and told they're to eat as they say things they liked about each other as they're raised on a platform to do it in front of a restaurant, which is some kind of lie detector test. <laughs> which is the, the dumbest idea, but I still accepted it here because it was kind of fun. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, because adds another level of, of stress to it where they actually have to, because they're, like, they're, they're feeling like they're getting too close, but they have to mm -hmm. say like things they actually care about. And if they don't, they go to the mines. Mm -hmm. For life. For life. So, back with Mariner and Quimp, uh, he's excoriating her for being a rowdy drunken fool as she pukes all over. Uh, apparently, he uh, made a lot of bribes to get her out of jail. Oh, no. And she's all beaten up, and he got punched in the face. 
Also, I couldn't. Uh, they haven't posted the uh, other cre- uh, cast credits on Internet Movie Database. Son of a bitch! I always notice they do it the week later because every oh, time. Oh, it's it's not on IMDb. It's on um, Memory Alpha. Memory Alpha. Yeah, I'll Memory check. Alpha. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, Mariner says Quimp has changed, and Quimp says he has changed because that's what happens when you're not stuck in a state of immature rebellion. Which is a pretty deep cut to uh, to Mariner, I think. Oh yeah. Quimp says uh, he just wants her to live long enough to pay him back. They're at a memorial for lost profits, not P R O. You know, it, uh, yeah. it's it's P R O F I T S. Yeah. I forgot how to spell it the other way because I'm done. <laughs> uh, even though I have it on one of our shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people are mourning their lost money, uh, and Quimp says Mariner needs to figure out what's eating her up inside. Eat her up inside. Eat me up. Eat her up inside. <laughs> Save me. Eat my pussy. <laughs> yeah. I love the rapping part of that song. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, Tendi and Rutherford are busy eating their chocolate molds of each other and complimenting each other's hair, and they pass the newlywed package. Uh, and they're now to consummate their marriage, but not in front of everybody, but instead in a box where everyone can hear it. <laughs> which is a pretty fun game. Oh, that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, Dr. McLemo comes out of nowhere uh, in to review the restaurant for his people and notes that Tendi and Rutherford are the two closest platonic friends on his ship, <laughs> uh, which is like really like shoehorned in, but still pretty funny. Yeah, it's, really, it's a really weird way to describe someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but security is alerted for this. Tendi causes a scene about how they're in love, her and Rutherford, with Dr. McLemo. They both pretend to be in love with the doctor as a ruse. Security is told to stand down. Miglimo is offered the home record package, and he gladly takes it. Mm-hmm. So, at the Ferengi Palace, Lita is finalizing the very favorable Ferengi details and has the Admiral dance for them. Suddenly, Freeman says she has their terms and added a billion dollars of gold-pressed latinum to the deal. Lita is skeptical of this, but Freeman has added one stipulation to the uh, to the clause that before their terms are to come to fruition they must recruit one more member planet themselves since they're so good at it mm-hmm. Rom immediately jumps at it and signs it thinking that he re- could recruit every planet in the Ferengi debt mm-hmm. um, but Freeman says they get nothing because the planet named in the fine print is Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. Fucking got him. Which Lita says is impossible, which also kind of like tells you where where Kronos and the Klingon Empire is at at this point under the direction of, uh, you know, Martok and the House of Martok. Yeah, yeah. Assuming that he's still there. Uh, which it, I, I don't know if it's made it clear that Martok's still Chancellor or not, has it? I think so. I think they've, they've mentioned him before. I know they mentioned him, but I don't know if as the current chancellor or not. Mm. So, um, Freeman quotes the rules of acquisition, and Rom says she swindled them like a true Ferengi. (laughs) 
Uh, he feels as though the Federation is recognizing and respecting the true Ferengi culture. He agrees to sign the standard papers. It's like, nope, you already signed the other one. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, uh, apparently, I'm not sure if it is him, but I guess like the guy who did the voice of Parth is Dave Foley. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Dave yeah. Foley. Yeah, yeah. But but it, uh, but I guess is like is his um um the name he's I guess registered under SAG under is David Foley. Interesting. So I'm not sure if it's the same Dave Foley. Oh, but it could be. Maybe he's just a different uh, Foley artist. You got me. <laughs> a Foley oh. artist. Ha ha. <clears throat> Oh my god. Oh, he's in the new season of Fargo. Dave Foley? Yeah. I know that. More like Rave Foley. Whoa. Because he likes to dance. Rave Foley. Yeah. I like that. Do you? No. You're going to masturbate to it? This is the second week in a row we've had reviewed something that had a Kids in the Hall in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had uh, McDonald, Kevin McDonald. Yeah, Kevin McDonald. Yeah. It'd be cooler if uh, it was Seven McDonald and uh, he was like, what's in the box? What's, what's in, in the, the box? box? Yep. So uh, over with Mariner, Ransom comes in and asks how guy duty was and she commiserates how bad it went. Ransom asks Tendi and Rutherford how they were and they commiserate not having any natural chemistry before Rutherford lifts her into a Jeffrey's tube romantically. <laughs> And then lays on top of her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is right. <laughs> and they're, they're basically like doing the Mormon soaking thing, I think. Yeah, they're soaking. And they're definitely soaking. They, they need someone to help them jump hump. Yeah. I mean, I think the Jeffrey's tube, that one's probably unstable. So they go into mm. that one and it oh, rattles yeah. around a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a rock and rolling one. <laughs> that's when the, uh, when the Jeffrey's tube's a rocking. Don't come a knocking. <laughs> what they say, buddy. Um... So, uh, Ransom asks where Boimler is, and he's still on Ferenginar after watching eight hours straight of Ferengi television. He apologizes, but Ransom says he's authorized security forces from Ferenginar to drag him out. As they begin tasing Boimler, Rutherford drinks some Sluggo Cola. <laughs> the end. I did like how he's just like, all right, I have, I've authorized authorities to come and c claim you. Uh, just go limp. <laughs> he's mm. like, what? No! <laughs> yeah. What do you think of this episode, dog? I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. I love, um, I love Ferengi. Yeah, I, I really like the episodes this season. I think the, their best episodes are the ones where they're on, like, alien planets. Which, which they've been consistently doing this season it's really nice i mean it's this one and the orion one uh the betazoid were they on betazoid there was betazoids in an episode yeah uh, were they, they, they were going to rise but that's right betazoid centered that's episode. right that's yeah. right yeah yeah so i don't know this season's been pretty hit and miss for me but it's had yeah. two really strong episodes i mm -hmm. think this one and uh something borrowed something green i think we're both uh pretty pretty a a. Both on both on alien planets. Both on, yeah. I, I I tried to come up with a joke, but uh, you know what? I have I got a fucking soundboard here. Both on alien planets. <laughs> See, that's just Perfect. funny. Uh, uh, yeah, automatically <laughs> funny. Yeah, because we that's a thing. Like you know, because it's Star Trek, we do we don't spend that much time on these planets. So we don't learn we a don't. lot about them. Yeah, right. And I think a lot of that is for like budgetary concerns. Yeah. Um, but you know, they don't it doesn't matter for a cartoon. They no, can go no. wherever the fuck they want. Exactly. They can they could be as creative as they want, create yeah. new architecture. The, have you 
Do you have any idea who the single person ship is yet? No. Do you have any guesses still? No, I I had one, I guess, that one guy, engineer guy, but I've kind of lost that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe it's Talyn. Maybe it's future Talyn. Maybe. Maybe it's Jennifer. We haven't seen Jennifer. Jennifer could have gone rogue. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> In, in the words of Tommy <coughs> Two-Tone, Jenny, Jenny, I got your number. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make you mine. That's true. Jenny, Jenny, don't lose that number. 8675309. Or whatever. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter. No. Yeah, no one, I mean, everyone has like a... An, an, like a 10 digit phone number now like mm-hmm. no one uses just a local phone number yeah there's no area code there so mm-hmm. it could be any number right it could be from literally anywhere right what's your area code to your phone 240 is that baltimore yeah it's maryland mm. bummer <laughs> good old maryland yeah um yeah, any any notes on this episode? Anything you found interesting? <coughs> Besides a great voice cast with David Foley and Tom Kenny. Yeah, that's nice. It, uh, it had to have been that Dave Foley. Why would they get that Tom Kenny and not that Dave Foley? That is that would be. Very I feel weird. like Tom Kenny costs a lot more for voice work since he's SpongeBob <laughs> fucking yeah, SquarePants. Yeah, he, he is SquarePants. He is SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It could. Uh, I hope it was David Foley. I like him a lot. <clears throat> he was. He was the other guy I really liked in news radio. Yeah, more like a SpongeBob sperm pants. <laughs> Got him. Ooh. Got him. Coming. Hey, Patrick. I'm gonna drop a wad in your asshole. <laughs> Coming for yeah. you, SpongeBob motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Right. About time someone took him down. Yeah. You. You thought you were safe because <laughs> you're in a children's cartoon. No. I don't think so. No, you're fucking done, motherfucker. You are donezo. You are. You put better put a fork in you because you're motherfucking done. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. yeah. But yeah. But no, uh, no, no, no notes. I liked it. I like how they kind of like finally addressed um, the brooding sexual tension between Rutherford and Tendi. They kind of did, but they kind yeah. of didn't. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it did kind of feel like maybe they were just like, you know what, we're gonna get, we're gonna, just we're give gonna them tease this. you, we're gonna tease yeah. your cock a little bit, so you want to come, but you can't come. <laughs> you can't. We're not gonna let you come. And then they're just like, yeah, guess what? Now it's gonna return back to yeah. uh, to platonic for the rest of the series. Platonic. 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 Supersonic. Supersonic. Animatronic. Intergalactic. <laughs> Planetary. Planetary. Inter. In- Platonic. That's that. No, no. That's a song with uh, two Star Trek references, and it appeared in a Star Trek movie. It did. It did. So that's kind of weird that he would be listening to that song, right? Which has re- a reference to, to him Spock. from the past into the future. Yeah, and a Klingons. Yeah. Which did they even? Yeah, they did know the Klingons at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, because Enterprise. Yeah. But then, like, yeah, the, the time, it's kind of, time was kind of messy. Yeah. But, yeah, like, um, but yeah, good episode. Pretty good. 
pretty, pretty, pretty good. Would you, if if it was in a jar of mayonnaise, would you stick your dick in this episode? If it was a jar of mayonnaise. If it was in a jar of mayonnaise. If it was in a jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. It doesn't have to like be the mayonnaise itself. You know what? I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> this, I, 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 this I, is, I, I just feel that'd be very... It, 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 I'd ruin an entire jar of mayonnaise. This is why your bloodline ends with you, Patrick. <laughs> I wanted to end with me. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> nah, my brother's having kids, so... You're, yeah. Yeah, you have a different dad. Oh, shit. I'm yeah, that you know sense. now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to tell you this. Yeah, you've been adopted. I'm your dad. Oh, uh, as, as you went back in time type situation? Yeah, went back in time. So you, you've, you've met my mom. I fucked her. Didn't meet her. It was in a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying you have met my mom. I um, mean, I meted her. You meted her. <laughs> M-E-A-T-E-D. I'm just saying, you met her and you still went back in time. You don't meet someone in a glory hole. No, but you met her in person. You shook her hand. No. You talked to her. I watched you. No, I didn't. <laughs> that was a different me. Oh. That was like a Tom Riker situation. Oh, got you. Yeah. That's, that was uh, Clint. Sure. <laughs> or Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Ireland. Yeah, Ireland. Yeah, I'm not going to go for Clint. No, no. No. Uh, yeah, Northern Ireland. <laughs> or, or Scotty. Scotland. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Scotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty Straw. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty Straw. Yeah, that, that actually sounds like a convincing name. Right. I'm not going to lie. It does. It's hard to come like, up oh. with a convincing name. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, what is Scott usually short for? Uh, Scott. Scott, that's it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so no one could be like, oh, Scott, is that short for? And then you're like, no, Scotland. I mean, I'm sure there's someone named Scotland who goes by Scott. Yeah, probably. Be, be a dumbass name, but I'm sure someone has it. Everyone's yeah. got a dumbass name. Yeah, it's, there's no Scott Antha. Oh, yeah. What did um, well, um, what was Rutherford called? His full, his real full Samantha. name. Samantha. Samantha. Oh, that <laughs> that a sick was, name. That yeah. was so good. Oh. <laughs> Just like Brad. Uh, Bradward, Bradward Boimler. Yeah, that is good. That I like. I like how they get the stupidest names ever. Yeah, they are pretty fun. So I guess yeah, that's that's another thing that was added. We got to know that his name is uh, Samantha. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. How well, about you? Anything to add? Uh, no. You ever tried to boof scrambled eggs? No, I'm vegan. Oh, I mean, eating it from your asshole. That's that's only like. You can't put animal products in your mouth, right? I guess that's true, but I never liked scrambled eggs in the first place, so mm-hmm. I won't even want them in my butthole. So, what about toss salad and scrambled eggs? Oh, baby, I hear the blues <laughs> are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Come on back now. Has anyone ever actually tried that? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a meal. Yeah, I brought it to a, a Fraser party. Did you really have toss salad and scrambled eggs? <laughs> Nah. <laughs> Did you let the scrambled eggs cool down first before you added them? No. But I guess that makes sense because people eat hard-boiled eggs with their salads. Mm-hmm. But I guess scrambled is just it just it, put put some powdered sugar in there to make them nice and sweet. <laughs> what kind of salad was it? It's a uh, uh, you know like an Asian peanut salad. Okay, so you had so you for this party you put together. 
powdered sugared eggs and a um, an, an Asian ginger salad. You said uh, something like that. Oh, yeah. It's like a peanut salad. Oh, Asian peanut salad. Okay, uh-huh. got you. With a sesame dressing. With a sesame dressing. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and I boofed it. And you boofed it. And I boofed it. Before you fed it to everyone at the party. <laughs> well, yeah. How, how else do you wash the lettuce? <laughs> you gotta boost it. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, that's probably a good place. Uh, good place for us to end it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with the gun, Brit? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, uh, soldiers. Be well. Travel safe. And I'd say, yeah, go watch this episode, which I free Perth's Ferengi's Perth Ferengi's heart, heart place. place. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty fun time. Pretty good time. Pretty good time. All right. Well, thanks for checking with us, soy boys, girls, and other really beans. Hang dong and shocker. Oh, <laughs> my